This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda, and you're listening to Think Retail. The word transformation gets bounced around a lot, and like any other word that starts to become part of our marketing vernacular, it can start to lose its true meaning. That being said, when it comes to what's happening in the world of retail banking, there really isn't a better word to describe what's going on. For banks leading this revolution, we're seeing fundamental shifts in the model that are truly transformative. But for many banks, catching up with digital innovations has been enough of a challenge. And if you add COVID on top of that, it might seem like this lofty word is unachievable. Today, we're talking to strategist and president of SLD, Jean-Pierre Lacroix, who has worked on numerous bank transformation initiatives about why the time to embrace transformation is now and why it's more achievable than you might think. JP, thanks so much for speaking with me today. Can you start us off by telling us a little bit about your history working with banks and financial institutions? Oh my God, Melinda, first of all, thank you for inviting me. And my career with, uh, within the banking industry started uh, 40 years ago when uh, I worked uh, on the transformation of Canada Trust, one of the leading maverick financial institutions. And since then have worked on hundreds of financial institution programs uh, from some of the largest banks around the world to some small uh, credit unions. Uh, and so um, it gives me a great perspective of kind of the challenges behind the scene that banks face as they embark on digital transformation. And I think what's important is that uh, we think that digital transformation is something that has been accomplished by banks. And there was a recent McKinsey study that identified that only 30% of financial institutions have actually fully embraced and are implementing digital transformation. Many financial institutions actually are either in the planning stages or actually haven't even budgeted digital transformation. So although the leading banks are obviously, the larger banks are leading the transformational charge, uh, there's a lot of room for opportunities for smaller banks. So, I mean, as we record this, the planet's in the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, and some might think it's a bad time to start a process like transforming your bank's entire experience. Tell me why you think it's actually the perfect time. You know, in a way, the pandemic has been a godsend for banks because it actually forced customers, their customers, to embrace new behaviors, new digital behaviors. So our study on COVID for the banking industry clearly identified that older consumers who are very reluctant to use their mobile device or their online platform to do their banking have now been forced to embrace this platform. And once it's like everything else. Once this habit is formed, they feel comfortable with it. They're not willing to go back to the old habits of, of going to the branch. And so we're seeing a major shift to digital platforms for the banking industry. The other area uh, that, uh, that we've noticed, and, and there's some great platforms out there like uh, TimeTrade, who uh, have demonstrated that one of the other facets is the need to make appointments uh, for customers going to the branch or to access financial advisors. And that's actually driven better planning for financial institutions. It's allowed for customers to have a lower level of anxiety going to the branch because they know that there are gonna be fewer people in that branch. And it's helped financial institutions also manage their staffing levels. 
And so all, all in all, they, you know, yes, there's been a lot of death, which is extremely sad. And, there, and it has significantly disrupted the economy. But on the flip side, the silver lining is that it has accelerated the move to digital and the digital transformation. So if we were gonna pinpoint a few key opportunities that COVID has presented banks, I mean, you started to touch on that here, what else can they do that you would highlight that has come about as a result of COVID? You know, this whole transformation, digital transformation has happened to provide a higher level of convenience to the customers, but also reduce the transactional costs banks have on the conventional side of their business, savings, checkings, and so, you know, banks have embraced this digital transformation earlier than the consumer is willing to buy in. And so banks have an opportunity through their branch network to educate consumers on the use of the platform, use those centers as learning platforms to onboard customers on the use of mobile and digital would be number one. Number two is that the shift towards digital has created a vacuum or a relevancy issue for the bricks and mortar part of the channel strategy banks have embraced. And as such, they need to really rethink what is the role of the branch and how can we leverage the branch network to better engage with consumers and to drive you know, those higher value relationships that are the foundation for growth for banks. And so there's this need as consumers shift their behaviors to redefine you know, the customer experience. And it was really interesting that in our most recent study where we interviewed 500 executives in the banking and retail sector, that their number one priority was to rethink their customer experience. And that's important. You know, that was a question I was going to ask you a little later on, but let's get to it right now since you've mentioned it. Tell me why the physical branch is still relevant and how banks can ensure that it remains relevant into the future. You know, when you look at banking and where banking needs to go, they need to migrate their platform from transactions to providing financial advice in our stealth attrition study that we did in 2017, clearly identified there was a significant vulnerability by financial institutions on not being seen as the place for financial advice. And so when you think of providing financial advice, you don't think of Google, you know, you think of people, you think of experts. And that's where the branch network plays an important role. It, it is and remains the primary growth engine for banks. It remains the place where you can convert a customer from your competitor to your financial institution. It's a place where you can educate customers on the range of products that banks have. And so the branch network, the physical bricks and mortar play a pivotal role, remain a pivotal role. And even within our stealth attrition study, where there was a lot of kind of fake news about, you know, millenniums don't go to the branch, uh, they do everything online. That's not true. They go to the branch, but the role of the branch shifts from transaction, which they can do on their mobile device or online, to more financial, providing financial advice and guidance, reducing their level of anxiety. It's interesting that, you know, 
when, uh, when you look at financial anxiety and putting aside the impact COVID has had, that 63% of, of Americans have a high level of anxiety towards their finance. And part of that anxiety is they didn't go to school to learn about finance. They don't know about savings or what's the best way to invest in their future. And that leads to a lot of anxiety about how to manage money. And that leaves an opportunity for banks through their channels, specifically their bricks and mortar to build that bridge of knowledge for the customers. So let's talk about the word transformation because it is a big word and it might be intimidating if you are still just trying to shift consumers to using ATMs or a mobile app. How can even a smaller financial institution embrace this big idea of transformation? You need to understand it, 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 the digital transformation really started from an operational standpoint, uh, reducing transaction costs, making um, a stickier engagement with customers through mobile and online. But there, we're seeing a shift in mindset by bankers, uh, you know, moving from an operational centric to a consumer centric view of their business. And if you put the consumer centric view and you're a small bank, that consumer centric view should look at where are the friction points in the cur current customer journey. And specifically now with COVID and things that small regional banks can do very quickly is embrace appointment setting. There's so many different platforms that allow banks to integrate appointment setting to allow the customer to manage and take control of when they want to meet with the banker and allows the banks again to manage uh, their staffing levels during the pandemic and post pandemic when these, some of these rituals and these behaviors become commonplace. The other thing that they can look at is better engaging with their customers through social media, ensuring that their message about uh, community involvement and community support, which is so important. Our research clearly identified that consumers today with COVID are looking for large organizations and small organizations to support their community through uh, loans, through PPE, through a variety of initiatives. And so those are two very quick things they can do to help embrace digital transformation, start on that journey. Obviously they need to look at their apps, look at their uh, online platform, which is critical. And within that, look at the security level of their platform, because that is one of the growing concerns consumers have about online banking and digital banking is how secure is that channel? Am I vulnerable to be hacked and, uh, and to have somebody have access to my funds? So those are important points. So if we, if we talk about transformation a bit more broadly, you've worked on so many initiatives with banks all over the world of different sizes. What are some of the specific hurdles that banks face when it comes to transformation programs? Well, you know, banks by their nature are a set of networks. Most banks have multiple locations, different formats, uh, different regional nuances. And so when you look at transformation, you know, the challenge is how do you, how do you develop a platform that engages with customers at the local level? And how do you create enough efficiency that you're not reinventing the wheel for every branch location? 
And so transformation should look at, you know, what are the needs of the customers? How do we leapfrog our competitors in the marketplace? What are the services we need to provide? And how does that create what we call a financial learning ecosystem? How do we create this ecosystem as part of the digital transformation that engages with customers when they come into the branch? That would be one of the things that forms part of this really important challenge that banks have that is really an opportunity in disguise. The other dimension of that is that we've kind of lost humanity. You know, this whole rush, kind of this fixation on digital technology, which was really important and pivotal to how banks have survived during COVID. This kind of emphasis on technology has come at the cost of humanizing the customer experience. And banks need to go back and look at the role their staff play through sales choreography, through learning tools, to sales tools, to personalization, allowing them to build better relationships with their customers. Because at the end of the day, banking is about relationships. It's about building trust. It's about people. And this is where banks have kind of aired. If I look back and look at where the emphasis has been and the shift they need to make is they focus too much on technology and not enough about the people. That's a really interesting point. Just the other day, I saw that Walmart had canceled its contract with its biggest robotics uh, provider and has announced that they plan to hire more people other than robots. So I think it's a really uh, interesting time to see what companies are going to do. And I do think as a consumer as well, I, you know, I've noticed that I do miss, and especially during COVID, just going out and speaking to a real person is something that, uh, it, it's definitely been neglected a little bit, not just in the banking industry. You work with a lot of Chinese banks. Um, what can the rest of us learn from what's happening in China? Great question. I mean, if, when you look at the, you know, people ask me, why, why are you in China and why are you working with Chinese banks? I would say that they're about 10 years ahead of the rest of the world. They've done a really good job of leveraging technology for onboarding customers. I can literally go into one of our bank clients branch, open an account, get a credit card, get a debit card, all through the use of a smart ATM. I don't have to interact with a bank staff. You know, so a lot of these friction points that you have in the banking network, they've automated. Now, on the flip side, they love gadgets. They love technology. Um, they're a culture where, you know, they're fully integrated with mobile devices, with WeChat, social marketing. And so there is also an interest in the use of robotics. Uh, pretty well, every branch we design has a robot greeter. And I think those are kind of playful gadgets, if you like. They truly don't solve a human need. They really talk about leadership from a technology standpoint. And most recently, I think Communication Bank launched a new branch, uh, a 5G branch, which is fantastic. But they have a robotic greeter that looks human. And I think that that sends the wrong message. So on two sides. So the largest banking network in the world is in China. Very committed to uh, pushing the boundaries of technology. So learning from our standpoint, learning what's working and what's not working. And on the flip side, looking at the role the staff play in those branches and those brand networks that building those relationships, those are great learning 
platforms that we have, we've applied to many of the assignments we've had um, outside of Asia. So you have partnered with NetWorld Media to produce an educational series about bank transformation. Can you tell us who this series was designed for and what it includes? Yeah, so, you know, we've been at this for over 40 years, helping financial institutions manage their transformational programs. And we've learned a lot of what works and what doesn't work. One of the things we learned is that there is no such course, if you like, where, where the leadership has been trained on, on transformational strategies. Very often, branch transformation is delegated to maybe the head of real estate or the head of operations or the head of innovation. And they come at it from a banking perspective, or they may come at it from a digital transformation perspective. And we noticed that there was a significant void and those, that void leads to a lot of pain and agony and friction within the organization as they manage those transformation programs. And so we put together a nine course, online course with workbooks and exercises to help these individuals who have been tasked to transform their branch network and integrate that branch network with the different departments, digital IT, HR, marketing, that they have a framework in which the program can be successful. And we've done that targeting the mid-sized banks. Obviously the large banks, you know, that have a network of three to 5,000 branches, they have individuals within the institution that are versed on transformational programs and initiatives. But a lot of the smaller branch networks who will do a transformational program once in their career, or maybe every 10 or 15 years, again, they're not well versed on the steps they need to take. And this provides a very detailed step-by-step approach to branch transformation. Great. We will link to those courses in the podcast description and the transcript. So if you're looking, you can go to sld.com and go to the insights section and you'll find it there or just look in the podcast description. So if you could provide us with three really concrete pieces of advice to help banks start their transformation journey, what would they be? The first and most important thing is to develop a project charter. You know, it's surprising that typically a transformational program is initiated by a department for a reason. Maybe it's we need to retool the channel, the physical channel. And so we task the, you know, the EVP of retail or, or construction design to, to lead that charge. But the reality is that impacts the entire organization if it's done properly. And so having a project charter that aligns everyone within the institution, ensuring what what are the right objectives, ensuring a clear path of process and what are the key milestones is pivotal. Because without that, what happens very often is you, you achieve an implementation program that isn't working to its full capacity because it hasn't factored in a lot of other elements that may have not been included as part of the mandate. So project charter is number one, for sure. Absolutely. We've learned this is where most projects fall off the rails even before the project starts. The second thing is to understand that organizations have historically gone through change. 
that they've done transformational programs, they've done local tests on programs. And sometimes because they were either too early in their initiative or it was led by the wrong individual or for the wrong objectives, the program failed or didn't meet the desired objectives. And very often organizations use those situations as lenses in how they approach the next project. And so the second thing I would say is look at your biases. You know, you really need to spend a lot of time debunking those biases, ensuring that you're using the right filter lenses, if you like, in making those business decisions. And number three, which links to number one, which is have a clear roadmap. Have a clear direction you want to achieve. Have a vision of the end state so you can work back along the process to achieve that vision and ensure that everyone is bought in on that vision. Great. Thank you for that. Uh, this excellent advice. And if anyone wants more information on bank transformation and wants to connect with JP, you can send us an email at info at sld.com. JP, thanks so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Have a great day. Whether you're already in the middle of a transformation program, have one in the planning stages, or feel like you've been thrust into one as a result of the pandemic, getting your bearings and having some support in the process can be a huge benefit. The Customer Experience 4.0 Master Series is available at NetWorld Media, and I will link to it in the podcast transcript. This detailed nine-course series to help banks manage transformation is led by today's guest, JP Lacroix. Thanks again for listening to Think Retail, and stay well, everyone. For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time, we discuss digital marketing trends and how to create better relationships with your customers. We hope you'll join us.